And then someone I wanted to shout out is Adam Wiley, who played Jack in the revival. He was in Gilmore Girls, as everyone <laughs> knows. I love he plays Brad in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. He's so freaking funny. And what's we what's so funny about Gilmore Girls, Amy, of course, Amy Sherman Palladino is like such a genius, is that she the character of Brad like leaves the school for a little bit and then comes back and the character it's like, yeah, I went and played Jack and Into the Woods on Broadway. Like, that was his character, like, went and did a little Broadway stint and then came back. It's, like, so weird. I was like, what? This is so funny. And so the character and the actor, like, just did the same thing. It was so funny. I love that. Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your drama school's production of Magic Tree House The Night at Dawn Kids, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. And we would love for you all to share the show with all of your theater-loving friends, neighbors, dog walkers, teachers, etc. Absolutely. And you can leave us a star rating on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear from all of you theater nerds. To find out more about the theater nerd cult, Check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod, and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. This episode, we're discussing Into the Woods, a deep Into the dive. Woods. What's waiting Ever on after. the journey? <laughs> Am I just Little Red because she's just eating all the time? I, I was going to say I really always want to be here because she just loves <laughs> bread. And I too love I bread. I love to journey yeah. with a basket of bread. Who doesn't? So Who doesn't? To get this We're back here with our deep dive episodes We're after back. a little, a little uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> For you those know, listening, we were supposed to start an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, a little slow start. It's, it's a, a slow little slow start. Slow Saturday morning starts. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. We got. We did our catch up as we knew. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. We talked all about the most recent episodes of High School Musical, the musical the series. Yeah, listen, I talked about this before recording, but yeah, I th- I feel like every week we just gotta do a check in now of like how yeah. are we doing with HSMTMTS. Right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, as I said, as I told Rachel, like this show, the the two episode two and three, like really pulled me out of the show. I was not really enjoying it. And then episode four sucked me back in. <laughs> you know, if um, you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, if you, know. you know. Carlos, always getting to me. I'm still not letting go of my theory that we will be seeing another 
person from the original High School Musical mm. cast this mm-hmm. season. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not pulling away yet. And it's gonna be Martha, and then we'll all be disappointed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, oh. Listen, the Lucas Grabeel appearance, and was that season two or was I it? I think so. I yeah, think it was. Season was very two. good. Yeah. I'm wondering what's that Zeke character up to now. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Just or the or 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 Kelsey Kelty? Oh yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be interesting. But next year's their senior year, so I wonder if they're gonna do a big. Maybe they'll do a big reunion for that season. Yeah, maybe one who will knows? find out. Um, but we're not here to talk about just <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series, as much as we could talk about it all day. Right. I am here to surprise Rachel with a show. Currently, Rachel is still in the dark as of listening to this. She, is, she does not know what we're going to talk about today. I'm, and I'm super excited. I've been sitting on this for a couple weeks. I've done a ton of research. Um, oh. I'll give a little tea at the beginning. I watched some of the movie this morning. There is oh, a movie no. version of it. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm super excited to uh, talk about this show. Um, so without further ado, here, let okay. me play. Hopefully this audio will sound good. Uh, let me play the, the opening number for you. Oh, geez. Once upon a time. <laughs> I wish in a more than anything. Oh my god. We are going to talk about Into, into the, the Woods. The nineteen eighty seven yes. musical Into the Woods. <sighs> oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm super wow. excited. I could not be more excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be super fun. Uh, of course, as you know, one of the reasons why I chose this show is because of the current um, Broadway revival that's currently got extended, which we've talked about on the show, but uh, we will talk about that production in a little bit. But mm. like I said, uh, Into the Woods, the uh, 1987 musical, music and lyrics written by the incredible Stephen Sondheim mm. and the book and directed, the original production directed and the book written by James Lapine, which was, this was their third collaboration at the time, um, which is wow. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they did, they had already done Sunday in the Park with George. And I think Company was their other one. Mm. I'm not 100% sure, but I think those are the two. Um, The two that they had already done. Oh, Merrily We Roll Along. That was it. Sunday in in the Park with George and Merrily We Roll Along were the two they had already done. Yeah. Incredible. Um,. So for those that, you know, a lot of you may know, but for those that don't know already, the musical intertwines the plots of several um, Brothers Grimm fairy tales. And actually, I watched this, I'll probably reference this a couple of times, I watched this 25 to 30 minute interview at the time with Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine that I'll, um, it's on YouTube, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, um, it's in, it's a really really fascinating interview, but they actually call them um, folk tales. They don't call them fairy tales. They're like actually they like talk about how they're like kind of fairy tales, but they're like it's actually more folk a folk mm. tale than a than a. What's fairy the difference tale. between a fairy tale and a folk tale, Taylor? 
Well, they kind of referenced it more that like these things could have maybe actually happened. Some of these things. I think that and the fairy tale is like it's just plain like this didn't this is just like a story. It's not like I think that's what they were trying to get, which is yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, so it says it says that folk tales often are passed on through oral tradition mm-hmm. and possibly derive from a real life phenomenon, whereas fairy right. tales are often made up. Interesting. Yeah, so interesting. I love that. Um, so the stories, the the folk, you know, tale stories that they uh, kind of intertwine are, uh, of course, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, Rapunzel, Cinderella, and then they add in um, the baker and the baker's wife uh, as well. Um, and they kind of exploring the consequences of the characters' wishes and quests. They made this very apparent right in that interview I was talking about that this is what's called a quest musical, mm. which I think is very interesting. That's fun. Yeah, super fun. And Sondheim referenced, because um, the interviewer was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> the interviewer was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and <laughs> he was ta- he kind of referenced um, The Wizard of Oz um, a lot is what. So they're going on a said. journey yes. or a specific mm-hmm. destination. Maybe a... Yeah. a, a a better version or newer version, not that it's better, but a newer right, version is right. the Lightning Thief musical, which is about yeah. Percy Jackson. Definitely yeah. a quest musical. Yeah. Love that. And I and it was Sondheim really talked about how his inspiration for the show was were the um Oz book all the Wizard of Oz books. He had read mm. he he had read most of those and that's what kind of inspired him more on the show rather than the fair i mean obviously they took from the fairy tales for the plot but the i guess the music style maybe the darkness of the show maybe Mm. some of that kind of stuff really for him were the were the oz books which i found fascinating and then also they really the interviewer talked to them about disney a lot because at the time they were like oh are you just taking from all these disney Shows, which is also interesting because Disney now owns Into the Woods, <laughs> which it is, is fascinating. It yeah. is a Disney sh- movie, um, but they were like, "No, we were more we were more interested in doing the Brothers Grimm stuff mm. because it was mm-hmm. darker." Yeah, um, I love yeah, this. Which is interesting. I like. Interesting. I I want to pause there because yeah. I I don't think I've ever thought about the connection between. Uh, into the woods, the way that it's a quest style in The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah. wonder how much more you get out of journeying with characters through an actual experience over mm-hmm. the in, in a time period that makes sense, right? A few days or however long it yeah. is, where it feels plausible for you to have experienced that journey with them and that you are like coming alongside them, learning both from the bad experiences that they're having mm-hmm. and from the, the idea of seeking something at the end yeah, and whatever that kind yeah. of quest looks like. And I yeah. really, that's something very interesting that plays on, plays on the idea that things can be more complicated. Like the plot is the plot really. Yeah. I mean, these are interwoven plots, but everyone's on a quest and, and they overlap Mm-hmm. But it, I find yeah. it interesting that the plot doesn't have to be that um, that scary or that difficult or that uh, de- that deep in order for you mm-hmm. to create so much meaning on a journey based off of yeah. the in, the the 
new things that are maybe presenting itself in the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also Sondheim talked about how in the case of like, for example, like little red or Jack, that mm-hmm. instead of us just experiencing what they're experiencing, the songs that they sing are actually them retelling to the audience mm. their own experience. Yeah. Rather, And he was like, he talked about how he thought the audience would be, because they are, most of them are going to already know these stories. They're going right. to be bored. They're not going to be interested in us just following along with them mm. um, yeah. and watching them do it in real time. Instead, he mm. had them just, talk about their feelings about it um afterwards which i find super compelling and interesting and yeah and, you know obviously sondheim is a legend and incredible so <laughs> yeah. no you know we don't have to dive into that because everyone knows but uh, yeah. i want to talk about ask you first rachel though what what do you remember as we do on these deep dives like what is your first exposure to into the woods what do you yeah. remember about it i mean do you do you remember seeing it for the first time in it as far as musical lore or like musical conscious it's been in the zeitgeist for a long time right um so i don't know what it, what it, what's your story with this show so I remember, and now I'm trying to remember what year, but I remember going mm-hmm. to an audition for something we were doing for our local theater and someone sang a song from Into the Woods. And I didn't know what Into the Woods was. And actually, oftentimes, this is this is funny because people are like, well, did you just wake up one day and have all this theater knowledge no first of all I don't know a lot about theater I know some things (laughs) about theater and I know the musicals that are closely related to other things that I know right like Mm -hmm. everyone knows Annie and everyone knows Chicago but the way that you get to know more musicals is by seeking them out really Mm -hmm. and by being Mm -hmm. near other people who like certain musicals and Taylor certainly you've been part of that in my life right so I would at times for auditions um, especially the first few auditions I went to with, with our theater company, I would sit in and listen to other people's audition and write their names down. Like, even if I wasn't auditioning, I remember I would go listen to a, a show. We, we had Southside and Weston productions often running mm-hmm. at the same time. Yep. By the and time they were I was open doing, auditions. So they were open auditions, so you could go yeah. and sit and listen, yeah. which is terrifying when you're a teenager or a preteen. <laughs> Yeah. But it was great. I, I went, I think, because someone was auditioning. Maybe you were auditioning, Taylor, for a show on the mm-hmm. West End, and I wasn't even auditioning. And I sat there and would write down the names of the shows and the titles that people sang and then decided if I wanted to look it up later based off of how <laughs> the person did. And I learned a lot about musicals that way. Mm. Um And so one of them, I remember this, I will not name this person, but they sang a song from Into the Woods and it was, it was really good. And I was, I like felt like it was familiar enough where maybe I had heard the words Into the Woods or maybe Mm -hmm. I'd heard the song somewhere. Um, And I think it was definitely at least a few years before the the movie came out, which was in 2014. Mm -hmm. So it must've been 2011, 2012. Um, when I heard the song, so, and that's when I you know that's when fun- I looked what, it up. Yeah, you know what's funny about this is that my story is very similar, <laughs> and I wonder if we were there at the same time. Was the song? So we won't name the person, obviously. But was the song "Children Will Listen"? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I must, were you auditioning for a song? Or I, I mean, don't were know. you auditioning? Because I, I wasn't. Think- I wasn't auditioning. 
I think if I remember, my sister was auditioning. Okay, for the show. okay. So that was and, makes sense why we were yeah, there. Yeah, and I think, um, I just remember my mom like singing the children will listen song because she thought it was annoying. She thought it was like really <laughs> yeah. like. Also, because when you're going to auditions, you're not seeing it in the context of the show. So you're Mm -hmm. not like understanding. And you're seeing it sung by a child. Like, once again, we're all 18 or under. Yeah. We're nervous. We're in front of adults. We're in front of our friends. Like, maybe the track didn't go well if you didn't have an accompanist Mm -hmm. with you. Like, it's just. Yeah. 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 And then for me, I don't know about, but I, the first time I ever saw this was, and I think I've talked about it before. I saw a production of it at a high, a local high school. Mm. My, I think I was either a sophomore or a junior in high school, but I had a couple friends. I, I knew the girl playing Little Red. I knew the girl playing The Witch. And so I went and saw it. Um, and that was the first time I ever saw a full production of it mm. and I was like, oh, this show is incredible. And my and honestly, my family and like even my my sister always doubts my you know, shout out to my sister again. But she she's always like, this show is weird. And then she listens to it and she's like, oh no, it's actually great. And this oh, was so one good. of them. Yeah. <laughs> this next to normal but ragtime, all three of uh, those, she was yeah. like, oh, I don't know about these shows. And then she finally listened to them and she was like, oh they're great. Yeah. Um again, and the show actually is like really long too it's like a pretty long show it's a long show um, so there's a lot going on and yeah but oh it's, it's just it, that was a super fun and the pro- the high school production actually did a great job from what i remember so so you would have seen that high school production before the movie the 2014 movie before came the movie yeah. yeah yeah so i think after i listened to that audition and then obviously listened to the soundtrack I think that somewhere before the movie came out, I saw the staged film production, the 2002 version. Mm-hmm. Or, is that yeah. right? Um, that was filmed. and It's the original watched... The original production. It's the original Oh, it's the original 1987 version. Yeah. It's, the, it's with Bernadette and all the Yeah, all the so, OGs. Yeah, so I, I, that's, that's what I saw on mm-hmm. uh, whatever, however we mm-hmm. watched it. Um, but I've never, yeah. I've never seen a full production. I've never oh, seen a live okay. production of the show. Yeah, I saw it also at my university. They did like this really cool, like it wasn't like steampunk, but it was like kind of a modern version of the woods, and it was yeah. like set in like a downtown, like type of area. I've actually seen that. Now that I think about it, I saw it at a friend's. Um, one of my friend, a friend of ours, that his older brother was directing a production of Into the Woods at his oh, co- wow. at the at a college, and we drove and went and saw it. So I've seen it a couple times actually. Now that nice. I think about it, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I've actually seen it a couple times. And then oh, I saw, nice. you know, I saw the movie three times in theaters. <laughs> That's I'm sure That's, we saw yeah. it once together. Is that we right? may we, we may have. Yeah, I'm sure. I know maybe. I saw it twice, yeah. and I took yeah. my I took one of my friends, and she didn't know it was gonna be singing. And I remember oh, her turning yep. to me halfway through, uh, like uh, like two two or three minutes into the first sequence, which the first which we'll talk about the first sequence yep. is like nine and a half ten minutes, depending yeah. on which version, yeah. or yeah. or longer, and it's just all singing and twelve in the in the original <laughs> yeah, production. Twelve, so. 12 <laughs> minutes of the first song is twelve minutes, and she's looking at me like, oh, it's a 
singing they're gonna sing and i was like oh yeah, yeah sorry i didn't realize yeah. you didn't yeah. know that. it's a it's like a little because les mis had come out two years before so it's like a yeah. little better than les mis in the sense it's not all singing there is yeah. dialogue in it um but yeah that first song really sets the tone for everything it does <laughs> Uh, it is it is the most it is also the it's the longest song in the whole show Mm -hmm. and it it ever everyone talks or is everyone's presented i think yeah yes so let's talk about some of the productions uh this is something that i wanted to get into as well um so the original production premiered in uh 1986 um at the old globe theater in san diego california Mm -hmm. Um, this is what, and in the interview that I referenced earlier, this is something that um, Sondheim and um, Lapine talked about how they they were doing an off, you know, out of bra, uh, out of town tryout, I guess. But they didn't even really look at it like that. They just looked at it like we just were putting up because they actually didn't have any producer at the. This was something that I found in the interview. Which they is didn't crazy. Have any, producer at the time they were just like putting it up on their own basically and so they could kind of i know it's crazy and they could just kind of do whatever they wanted and so they could run the show as long as they wanted to try different things um i'll share one of my fun facts that i have at this time Hmm. which was in that original san diego production they had a storyline about um rumpelstiltskin and about the three little pigs um which was eventually cut from the show um but funny enough in the t- 2002 revival the three little pig storyline came back <laughs> yeah that's wild <laughs> yeah i know so funny um so that that show that production ran in december of 1986 and then it opened on broadway november of 1987 um we have talked about how how long the show has ran because we did talk about the Tony, we actually talked about both Tony Awards when this show was true. Um, was was were running um, the original production and the revival, um, but it ran for seven hundred and sixty five performances, which is a super long time, I think. Um, and uh, could you imagine like doing one show for that amount of time? It's just like kind of. It's crazy because really, know, it's it it's crazy. only. I mean, it's really two years that it's open yeah yeah that's not yeah. a long i mean that when you think about how long two years is it's not that long i mean it's a long yeah. time probably not yeah. the entire cast was there the whole time as we've talked about right, right. um but 765 performances is a lot yeah it opened at the uh, martin beck theater which is now the al al hirschfeld theater mm-hmm. it got mm-hmm. renamed which is um, where moulin rouge most recently was yes or it yes. is it still there i think it's, it's still, still there, there. It's, it's still there, there. with uh derek Klenner. yes and shout out shout out <laughs> um and then in 1990 there was the first ever uh west end um, production uh, London production and then um, there what there were a couple you know like obviously there's a bunch of regional productions but the first uh, Broadway revival like we were talking about was in 2002 um, which that ran for 279 performances so mm-hmm. um, only six months right 2002 yeah. April to December April to December I wonder if it was like seen as like a limited run 
mm-hmm. like kind of like this revival is now. But so most then, notably, course, Vanessa Williams as the witch here. Yeah. Yep, we're going to talk about the cast. Don't okay, worry. We'll talk okay. about all the cast. All right, Don't worry. All right. We'll get into um, it. Um, and then, like we've worry. talked about, the film comes out in 2014, um, which is interesting. Uh, I think the film, well, I'll talk about this as well, but the, the film had kind of been talked about in Hollywood and in like coming out for a really long time because the show had been successful um, and it was a show that meant a lot of things to a lot of people. So I think they were like, well, obviously, I mean, and, and with the fairy tale aspect, it's such an interesting thing. Like, yeah, you can do so many types of things with it in film. So I think they were just trying to figure out a good way to do it. Um, so that came out, like we were saying in 2014. And then of course we now have the Broadway revival 2022, 20 years later after the original revival, um, Right but now. also, let's not forget yeah. the 2019 Hollywood Bowl. Yes. The, because the Hollywood I remember Bowl. that because I was like, mm-hmm. how do I get to Hollywood for f- three days of performances? Because yeah. Skylar Astin mm-hmm. and Sarah Bones is in well, it. We, we also and have Haley the, Central Park, the Central Park version in 2012. We have the Hollywood Bowl in yeah. 2019. Um, and then, you know, most recently, the, the City Encores, which did transfer to Broadway. Which is crazy. Um, the New York City on on course, yeah. Which is and you crazy. know what I I didn't realize um, that I did not realize that the encore's production of Thoroughly Modern Millie was going to happen. Yeah. And part of I guess I don't know if they had always planned to do Into the Woods, but with, that was canceled because of COVID with Ashley Park. Mm-hmm. With Ashley Park, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, apparently. They, I, because I was referencing that podcast before we started recording, Rachel, with um, shout out to Blank Check with Griffin and David. Um, they did a, an episode on Cabaret with Rachel Zegler, and mm. um, they were talking about that Thoroughly Modern Millie. They, they referenced Thoroughly Modern Millie and how, like, kind of semi problematic it is. And, yes. um, and Rachel Zegler said that while she was doing stuff with West Side Story, Janine Tesori was the music supervisor on West Side Story. And Janine Tesori said that they were going to rework the scripts of Thoroughly Modern Millie with that when Ashley Park was going to be in it. Oh, like that wow. Was before. It had already been announced, but then, like you said, it didn't happen. Yeah. So I would have loved to see a reworked script of Thoroughly yeah. Modern Millie. Yeah. Because it's it really is great. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there's so much in there that is problematic related right. to racism. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why don't you, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but why don't you kind of generally, I mean, the plot is, it's it's a huge plot, but why yeah. don't you generally Not me. talk about You'd be the, like, here, talk, talk about, about the, the plot. plot. You know, you, what, did, run us through different, different things about the plot here. Okay. Well, like Taylor said, there are certain folk tales that are part of the show. So Cinderella, that makes sense. I mean, that is happening. Um, She has stepsisters who are mean and a stepmother who's mean and they're going to the ball, right? We all know this and she's trying to meet her prince. The thing that this happens is that the ball is three days long. It's Mm -hmm. like a festival, Yep. ball so it's which apparently it's, is a brothers grim thing that's in yes. the original brothers grim it's yes. three nights yeah right so I, that so that's here jack and the beanstalk that is also similarly similarly self-explanatory he finds magic beans he's actually given the magic beans anyway and then uh goes into the sky and finds the giants um 
Uh, who else? Little Red Riding Hood, obviously, off to see her grandmother, gets sucked into being conned by a wolf. Um, and Such a crazy storyline. Which is amazing. There's... Especially watching the movie this morning, I got to that scene and I was like, eee! Rapunzel, <laughs> there's Rapunzel, which Rapunzel uh, in this movie, or in this movie, in this, uh, like, production rapunzel and the witch are related which they are in i think in the original Grimm's fairy tale or folk tale but i'm not positive the witch they're not is necessarily from... related she just adopted the bakers the... the baker and the rapunzel are related yes but i mean like yes. the storylines are related the witch yes. is the oh, mom yes, yes. of yeah. the of rapunzel the mom in air quotes yeah. um Mother and best who else? Who did I forget? The baker uh, and the wife. Well, we have the baker and the baker's wife. Uh, and, and then we the have princes. the princes. Yes. The so anyway, princes. the big yeah. plot. I mean, this is hard to describe. This is why you have to read about it or watch it. But mm-hmm. essentially, at the very beginning. Oh, everyone... and Jack and his mother. Did you mention them? I said Jack, but I didn't say oh, okay. his mom. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So everyone is going to the woods for one reason or another. Cinderella yeah. to go to the ball, and so are, well, she's trying to get to the ball. Same with her stepsister and family. The baker and his wife find out that there's been a curse placed on them by the witch because of mm-hmm. the ancestors stealing some stuff from their her garden. Yeah. She ends up saying, if you give me these things so that I can stay young, basically forever, mm-hmm. stay alive, in three days, then uh, then I'll re- reverse the curse. I'll release the curse from you. Yes. And I'll give you a child. Oh, and they'll be able to have a child, which, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so they're going into, the, well, the baker at least and his wife eventually are going into the woods to find those things for the witch. Mm-hmm. So you have Cinderella and you have the baker and his wife in the woods. Then you have... Uh, Jack, who's going into the woods to go to the market to sell the cow, Milky White, a very mm-hmm. key character. A very key character. In the production. Yeah. Rachel's uh, favorite character? Question my favorite mark? character? I don't know. Mm. It is a puppet. Um, and <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood obviously going through the woods in order to go to her grandmother's house. The princes are in the woods because of the festival. One of the princes is trying to find Rapunzel because he can hear her singing. And Rapunzel's towers in the woods, which the witch is the stepmother, essentially, or the mm-hmm. overseer of the of Rapunzel. Did mm-hmm. I forget someone? I feel like I forgot someone. Let me just double check. Anyway, all of that is happening yeah. at one time. They're all going on their own quest, and they obviously, yeah. as it, you might realize, they all get tangled up in each other's stories. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get to... I like what you were saying about what Sondheim was like, you can't just retell the stories, people would be bored. So you're telling the stories yeah. and how they over and intersect and relate to each other and somehow how they're, they mix together. Meanwhile, you have a narrator yeah, um, who's mm-hmm. narrating the story, very helpful because otherwise you'd be lost. And mm-hmm. um, he sets the scene, or the yeah. narrator sets the scene and um, also walks you through the days of the thing and who's who at the beginning. Um, mm. so I think, I think I said most characters, if yeah. not all of them. And oftentimes there's also the character of the mysterious man. Oh, who yeah. Is also, um, which I, Loki, I kind of, I love the mysterious man. I think he's mm-hmm. so fun. 
Um, and the mysterious man, not always, but is often played by the narrator as well. Right. Um, because, spoiler alert, in case you don't know, in the musical, the narrator is killed off at the beginning of Act 2. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of... Because the uh, the whole first act is basically, like, all the people intertwining and then all of them getting their happy ending and their, um, you know, their ever after and all of that. And then Act Which 2 is begins... Amazing. It's amazing. And then Act 2 begins, and it's basically... The narrator gets killed by the giants, and um, and it's a great it's a great technique because once the narrator is killed, basically all, you know, all hell breaks loose and all the stories <laughs> all, combine. Yeah, all the stories combine, and they basically, yeah, everything goes crazy after that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's... really cool cool narrative technique to have. It's almost there's that movie um, Stranger Than Fiction with mm. with. Um, Will Ferrell that's also kind of like the narrator like he figures out there's like a narrator telling his story like some it's almost like that or like um what's that movie with uh with Jim Carrey or oh lives... the Truman Show yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 Truman Show yeah yeah um but yeah I mean all of all and basically the other thing is the witch's request I, everyone the reason why also a lot of the characters intertwine is really mm -hmm. the plot line of the witch and the baker's family the baker and his wife because mm -hmm. the baker and his wife are looking for things that the other characters also possess you right. know and that's how they get tangled up so otherwise they might just be passing they end up talking to each other or mm -hmm. getting trying to persuade one another to get the things that they might need yeah um and yeah okay i think we nailed the plot it sounds people are like what exactly and what? it's amazing it's so good it's so good and i will say that so the good. movie version the 2014 version mm -hmm. doesn't do what the actual plot of the musical does because yeah. it does not give you the ever after part it does not give you the same like oh, we're all, like, here's all the stories and he here's where everyone is and how they're, you know, passing each other and sort of, you know, in each other's stories or it might relate to each other. And then we're all good. And then we start again with, mm -hmm. like you were saying, all heck breaking loose. Right. Well, you don't get any of that. You, like, you you move from here's everyone's stories into all all shit hitting the fan, but you don't know mm -hmm. why. You don't understand why in the same way. Yep. In the movie yeah. version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I recommend... I enjoyed the movie. I mean, maybe... Oh, we'll it's good. It's just different. I enjoyed the movie. But, yeah, I, I also recommend watching the original... The PBS version that they filmed yeah. of the original production. Streaming on Amazon. Um, I'm pretty oh, sure. streaming on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Go watch. And and the movie streaming on Disney Plus right now. Um, there, As we've talked about, there are basically 20 characters in this show. <laughs> so crazy which is a lot and all of them have stuff to do it's not like it's all one big ensemble really there's not yeah. really like there's not really i mean there are leads like the witch is a lead the baker and the baker's wife are the leads but like everyone has like a lot of things to do and especially we've talked about how the narrator often doubles as the mysterious man but then cinderella's prince often doubles as the wolf, um, mm -hmm. which I think is a fascinating, and they, they did that in the original production as well. Um, 
So I found that interesting. So let's take a minute and just talk about the wonderful casts that have happened okay. in the past, you know, decades that this show, these productions that the, the show has been running. Okay. Um, of course, in the original production, we, we've talked about how we have Bernadette Peters, the incomparable Bernadette Peters originating The Witch. Um, this was... I, either the second or third collaboration with Sondheim she had done. Um, she had already, like we talked about, she had already done Sunday in the Park with George. So that's super, I mean, it, it makes sense that Sondheim would want to work with her again. It um, says in the, like, uh, San Diego pre-Broadway run, mm-hmm. actually Ellen yeah. Foley was part was the witch for a part of that time. Yeah, yeah. So I find that, I mean, obviously the witch being Bernadette Peters for the original Broadway production is huge. It's mm-hmm. huge. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, I find that interesting mm-hmm. how that yeah, version she, would have gone. Yeah, she, Bernadette Ellen Peters Foley. replaced her, Ellen Foley, for a little bit. Yeah, and then she, Ellen Foley came back on the Broadway run from mm-hmm. August 1st, 1989, and then closed the show. Yeah. Which is Aww, awesome. What a full circle moment. I know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also in the original production, we had Ch- Chip Zine, Zine, I don't know how to say it. Uh, playing the baker, such a great performer. Of course, he also originated as Mendel in Falsettos, yeah, Falsettos. which is wonderful. Um, Joanna Gleason, we've talked about her. She won the Tony as the baker's wife. Crazy. Such an incredible performance. And then someone else I wanted to shout out who understudied the witch was Marion Maisie, mm. um, who we lost, you know, a year and a half ago, which was so yeah. sad. Um, but that would have been, I would have loved to see her as as the witch. It looks like Marion Maisie also was Rapunzel and part mm-hmm. of the yeah the Broadway yeah. run towards the end. Wow, so cool. That's crazy. Um, so then we have the Broadway wow. revival in two thousand two, um, which we've talked a little bit about. Of course, Vanessa Williams playing the witch. Incredible, and then, incredible. And then yeah, you can. There are definitely videos of her. Um, yes, you know, uh, leaked bootleg videos, but also just clips from the show as well. Yeah. Um, and then Laura Benanti, of course, starring as Cinderella before That's her crazy. Tony performance, two years, two or four years before her gypsy performance of Winnie and Tony, which was really cool. Cool. Christopher Sieber playing um, Cinderella's prince in that production. I love him as an I think he's such a fun yeah. actor. And he's he was um, recently in the company revival as well. And then someone I wanted to shout out is Adam Wiley, who played Jack. In the revival, he was in Gilmore Girls, as everyone knows. I love he plays Brad in Gilmore Girls. Yeah, he's so freaking funny. And what's we what's so funny about Gilmore Girls? Amy, of course, Amy Sherman Palladino is like such a genius. Is that she the character of Brad like leaves the school for a little bit and then comes back and the character is like, yeah, I went and played Jack and Into the Woods on Broadway. Like that was his character. Like went and did a little Broadway stint and then came back. It's, like, so weird. I was like, what? This is so funny. And so the character and the actor, like, just did the same thing. It was so funny. I love that. I also want to shout out to the fact that the pre-recorded voice of the giant in the 2002 production mm-hmm. was Judy Dench. Was Judy Dench? <laughs> it's just that, that love is it. so funny to me. I know. And she continues. She does a couple. I think they use that. They must use that recording for some other productions. Um, and I find or no, it Glenn Close. And Whoopi. Whoopi did it at the... Whoopi Goldberg did it at the Hollywood Bowl. I'm obsessed yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also find it interesting. It says that 
there were a few new lyrics written for Last Midnight during the 2002 hmm. production. That's interesting. So that is interesting. I wonder if Sondheim did I'd need that to go listen. If, yeah. I would assume he yeah. would have done it. Yeah, because there is a cast recording of that. Yeah, of this revival. and the original. Yeah. 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 Um, some other people I wanted to shout out in other productions. Hannah Waddingham played the witch in a production hmm. in London who's currently on Ted Lasso, of course. I've That's seen amazing. some clips of her singing. I have. She Me is too. incredible. So oh, my good. gosh. Donna Murphy, of course, playing the witch. We have Amy Adams playing um, the baker's wife, which is that production in Central Park looks so freaking cool. Yeah, um, that seems insane. Looks so awesome. With Jesse Mueller playing and Cinderella. Chip, yeah. Chip back in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chip back is the mysterious man. And then and and the narrator was a little boy, which is really cool. Yeah. That was a really cool idea. That. Um some other productions, Sarah Styles, we have Gideon Glick. And then of ah! course in the, in, in the Hollywood Bowl we have Skylar Astin as the baker, Sutton Foster, Sutton Foster, Haley Kilgore as yeah. Rapunzel, yeah. Shanice Williams as Little Red yeah. Riding Hood. I can't. Yeah. Sierra Bogus as Ugh. Cinderella. Such a gr- incredible Patina Miller as the witch. Um, so such good. a great production. And then of course we talked about it on the show, but the current Broadway revival. This cast incredible. literally is insane. It's insane. I'm so glad we're going to get a (sighs) cast recording. Of course, we have Patina Miller as the witch. We have BDJ, Brian Darcy James (laughs) as the baker. BDJ. We have Sarah Borales as the baker's Uh, wife. Philippa Sue as Cinderella. I can't. That's insane. I know. Gavin Creel. Joshua Henry as the princess. Joshua Henry. And then bringing it back to HSMTMTS is Julia Lester. Yes. It's all full circle. It's all full circle. Uh, yeah, the, what, what's so great about this show, and I think uh, a fun fact I'll share, what's so great is that the cast is so big and it can allow for so many different types of performers mm, to come together yeah. and yeah. Um, perform together, um, which is really, really cool. Something I wanted to talk about about the show, Sondheim talked about this a little bit in the interview, but he talked about how, and just some other things I read about the show, he, he talked about how he claims that he drew on parts of his troubled childhood, in quotes, mm-hmm. using his parents as the basis for the characters of the baker and, and um, Jack's mother, which I think is interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, a lot had been said at the time of the original production in 1987 that the woods were kind of this allegory for the AIDS epidemic. Mm. Um, with this big, and I, I don't know if it was ever actually said by the creators if that's what it was, but th- I find that interesting because I remember during the press during the 2014 movie, um, Rob Marshall, who directed the movie version, um, mm-hmm. who also directed Chicago, talked about this was his big, like, it's you know, sometimes they prepare for the press, so this the big thing he had prepared was that he. He was talking about how this story for him was meant for the post 9-11 children, the children of post 9-11 and how they react to the world and how the song No One Is Alone is for the um, for those people, for those people that uh, are still dealing with like the trauma of 9-11 which I found interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think what's so incredible about this show is that you can kind of 
build it for different um, periods. And as we've seen with this new uh, 2022 revival is it's, I think people are so hungry for like joy and just an escapism um, from just the traumatic two years we've had with COVID that once this show came back, it's like, Oh, it like brought into a new light. And I think that's why it's, I mean, among like the cast and obviously the music and the lyrics and everything incredible about the show. It's also like, Oh, it's also can be this like escapism, but also this like metaphor for like what we're going through as, as a society and as like a group of people, which I, I think that's, what's amazing about, theater in general is that it can last it can be different things in different times of our of our uh life which i think is is wonderful i i think that's so interesting taylor i mean i i listen speaking of podcasts i listen to there's one i listen to religiously and they talk about what sacred versus profane is and Mm. They say that the profane is something where you, there's only one way to categorize it, right? Like this equals that. Um, And something sacred is, well, it could be this because of who I am in this space or because of, you know, what we have. But next time I approach it, it could be this. Um, It could be something different. And I think the whole point of a folktale or even maybe a fairy tale is that it is how you interpret it, right? Mm -hmm. So then you're having all of these intertwined folk tales and you have that, like you think during the end of act one that everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And then you realize you are only seeing a part of everything and everything's not actually fine. And here's the fallout from thinking everything was fine. And I, I think that there is a lot we as individuals and then we as a collective can learn from being a part of someone else's story mm. and having that false sense of everything is fine and then realizing, oh, but it's not. And dealing with consequences that are other than our own, but still feel emotionally related. And I think... Mm. Maybe this is part of what is so beautiful about a quest narrative or about a quest musical like The Wizard of Oz and like this is that you are going alongside experiencing or at least learning from the experiences that are happening and the stakes are very clearly a a story, but Mm. the stakes feel high enough and they feel related enough to the stakes that we have in our own life. And because of that, that means that when we listen to it, when we're 14 versus when we listen to it now after two years of a pandemic or see see it happen we are experiencing something different Mm. um and i i think that it's can be beautiful to not have to interpret it right that it could be whatever we might need it to be as we approach it and i do think that there's also this beautiful sense with this this musical that there are so many people Right, there are so many people searching for something they specifically feel that they need, yeah. and they're they are not alone. I mean, not to like mm. say that song, but right. they're not alone. They're clearly they're like mashing up against each other. No one's one journey is mm. number one more important than the other, but also is not affected by the other person and the other person's journey. Right, like everyone's journey into the woods and through it is affected by other people's journey into the woods and through it. And I think that is really, really beautiful about this musical. 
Well, that's such a great segue, Rachel, because Sondheim, about the song No One Is Alone, Mm. he said that, and it's one of my favorite songs in the show, I don't know if it's my favorite, but one of them, is that he said, uh, in that interview that I was talking about, the interviewer said, many people have said that that song is about how we're we're all together, we're going through it, like none, none of us are alone. And Sondheim was like, people aren't really listening to that song. That's not what it's yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. He said, it's actually like what you said. It's about the repercussion of our behavior can affect yeah. others is what right. he's saying. Yes. Uh, and that what you do actually does matter to the people around you. Yes. Right. Um, and I think that's fascinating. And he said, he, him and Lapine talked about how um, the show uh, is also about people about growing up and about kids like and and you see that in the characters of jack and little red about how they take their experiences and they're actually growing up and learning about things about the woods you know or the world um Mm -hmm. which i think is interesting yeah Uh, and so powerful and and yeah i think this show has a lot more and again, I mean, it's Sondheim, of course. It's a lot deeper than I think people maybe give it credit to sometimes. But Well, and the if you, I'm sure if you are in a production of Into the Woods, you can see how complicated the lyrics and the music indicate something about what mm-hmm. the story is trying to tell you. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're just such great lyrics here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, yeah. I really, should we talk about our favorite song? Should we talk about I our I think songs? we should. Rachel. Okay. What is, what are, what are your, I, I think I know one of them, but do you have multiple? Like what's your, what are your favorite songs in the show? So as a good person who would be cast as mm-hmm. an ensemble, although this <laughs> is an ensemble show, I love mm-hmm. ensemble songs and Sondheim really knows how to put an ensemble song together. And truly, I'm pretty sure Ever After is my favorite. Um, I just, I, I feel it's so good. Uh, but others that I really like, you know, I love Agony. It is hysterical. Mm. It is yeah. so funny. It is this teenage angst, this romance angst where you're like, Ugh, what was me? I have everything, but I don't have the one thing I want. And so often, like, we're that person. And I just, I really yeah. love it. And That's then, true. It is that teenage angst, but then you flip it and put it on the princes, yes. which is funny. It's that so, funny. and that's what makes yeah. it funny. That's what makes it yeah. funny is you're like, you have literally everything mm. and it, it's, it's designed to be funny. It's designed to be real. Like it's, it's how they feel, but you yeah. as an outsider, you're like, what? You're, mm. what is this? Yeah. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, okay, my I, I would say I have two others that are duo songs that I really like because I probably could sing them. And it takes two <laughs> is one of so the ones I love, sung yeah. by the baker and the baker's wife. And then Any Moment, sung by Cinderella's mm. Prince and the Baker's Wife. So mm, I it. find that great. Okay. What about you? Ooh, well, it's so I hard because like, I love all those songs. I know. I know. There's so many great songs in this show. I mean, the whole score is just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love, like, Giants in the Sky is really fun. Mm, yeah. Um, Like you said, It Takes Two. Stay With Me is really fun. Also mm, talking about that kind of narrative so piece of, like, you. I don't want you to go out in the world. I mean, it literally yeah. says it. I don't want you to go out in the world and learn about the hardships of the world. I want you yeah. to stay where it's safe with me which is right. interesting. 
Um, even on the steps of the palace is wonderful. Oh, that's so um, good. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my absolute favorite song in the show, hands down, is Moment in, uh, Moments in the Woods with, um, I love that. <laughs> with the baker's wife. Because it encaps, and what's crazy, I mean, she does die in the movie. She falls off of a, uh, mm. spoiler, I guess, she falls off a cliff. <laughs> but in the show, she gets trampled by the giant. Yeah. Which and, makes more which sense. I, it makes way more sense, yeah. Yeah. And I was actually, I remember at the time, all these, you know, pe- people were worried they weren't going to have Hello Little Girl, they weren't going to have Giants in the Sky, and they weren't going to have Moments in the Woods in the movie. These yeah. were, Those were the three songs they thought they weren't going to have. And they ended up having all of them, which was All great. of them, but they didn't have um, Ever After. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but Moments in the Woods, there's so much going on in that song. Yeah. And I think... Um, even that, just that, if life were made of moments, even now and then a bad one, if life were made of moments, then you never know you had one. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, yeah. But the, the show is just incredible. I just got a shout, uh, my MVP, do you, I don't know if you have an MVP of the show. Ooh, okay. You, you do, do yours you. first. My MVP is kind of obvious, but it's Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim's the MVP <laughs> of the show. His rhymes in the show. I mean, yeah, the they're Withers incredible. with her, with her the, the on the steps of the palace, the rhymes are so good. The I think the show lives and dies. And I think this is truly maybe, I mean, I think people cite Sunday, but I mm-hmm. think Into the Woods is like one of his best, if not his best score. I think it's so good. Um, because of all the things he's juggling, it like, it's just, and it services that it services the story. Everything services the story. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously that now I feel like I can't have an MVP because you MVP'd Sondheim. But I mean, (laughs) I think what something that's interesting about the score here is that it, in some ways, um, Sweeney Todd, Barbara Fleet Street mm-hmm. is similar, but there are way less characters. There's only one narrative plot. This could yep. be a terrible, like, I just imagine sitting here being in a pitch room. Maybe this is why they didn't have producers, because mm-hmm. I can imagine hearing, we're going to have these five plots and they're and one you've never heard of, and we're just going to move it all in together, and they're going to be a tangled web, and we're going to learn a lot about each other and about life, and then at the end... There's not a happy ending. Like I would not want. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound yeah. like a good show. Yeah. And yeah. yet, every song is so important to the show. I think, and I really, I think it's also. I don't think this is an easy show to do. Like I think, no music, music wise. I'm just thinking. Your fault is also such a good song, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone keeps time yeah. to that song. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine like. Start, there's so much you can do with fairy tales that I can't even imagine, like, even just starting from it and being like, well, where do we go from here? A lot of, uh, Sondheim talked about it in that interview. Again, I just keep referencing this interview, but it was fascinating. About yeah, how I need to watch James, this interview. James Lapine wrote a lot of the script and then he wrote the songs from the, the book mm. that, um, that he wrote, which I found very interesting. That's anyway, crazy. um, this show is just so I'm it's I'm, so good. I, I'm so glad that it's back on Broadway. Like I feel like I more people need to know about it because I feel like it, it's like I know once the movie came out, it like came into the consciousness of the movie uh, uh, it, in like popular culture with 
you know, uh, Meryl being in it and all of that. Yeah. But I don't know. I still feel like people are like, oh, yeah, Into the Woods. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of know what that is. And I'm like, no, you should know what it is. It's such a great show. <laughs> it is. It really is such a good show. I think it is challenging, though, right? Yeah. Because it's not yeah. a, it's yeah. not like Les Mis where everyone dies in a way yeah. that, like, makes sense because there's war and it's really sad. Yep. Um, not that that's makes it less sad but this is this is just the reality of how things go how life is and you're confronted Mm -hmm. with all these choices and decisions and some of them weren't yours to begin with right like it's just happenstance because of other people's choices and other right and you're dealing with i i would be really intrigued to read the script like actually read the script and think about the show through the lens of generational trauma yeah and what we what we can glean from that and then how we mm-hmm. might use certain circumstances to overcome that and like how mm-hmm. we can make meaning. I think this is maybe what's interesting about Jack and little red in the show is making meaning out of suffering or out of consequences or out of things that mm-hmm. happened to them that they didn't necessarily have a choice over or agency over because they're children yeah. and thinking through how do they make it better. And we don't get a post you know, midnight, no one is alone, children will listen into the woods finale. But it would be interesting to think through, mm. like, what what might rewriting the narrative after living through all of this look like for the next generation yeah. of people, yeah. for the for baby sure. or whatever. Yeah, and even the character of the baker, like, he's living with the consequences of his dad yeah. stealing from the witch. I mean, that's, like... That's his character, and he's having to live with all of that. Right. Um, Yeah. What I was going to say earlier, I finally remembered it, was that, yeah, like you were saying, the show ends, it's not necessarily a happily ever after, but I'd say it's like it ends on a hopeful note. Mm -hmm. It's it's more hopeful than it is like, here's just the the happy ending. It's like, okay, well, all these these dark and... um, crazy things happened but we still have each other and we're still hopeful you know we can learn from all of our mistakes and all or all the experiences we've had yeah it reminds me a lot of next to normal right like that last Mm -hmm. song is my favorite from next to normal because it's not it it provides hope amidst the darkness it doesn't get rid of the darkness the things that are still there the things that have hurt us before like they're potentially still here the giants did they go away? Like, where are they? Like, right. do we just now make peace with these giants here yeah. in our land? Yeah. And so it's not removing, maybe this is the difference with thinking about fairy tales. It's not removing all of these bad things and like yep. escaping into another world. It mm-hmm. is about seeing all of those things and, and carving out space where there can mm-hmm. still be hope and there can still be goodness oh i love this show i stopped right after giants in the sky today okay will be i will be uh, canceling my plans today sorry whoever i cancel plans on and i will be watching (laughs) well let me end on this let me give you some fun facts um, uh, about the show here so into the woods is the eighth most produced high school show in the what? country as of 2022 it is the eighth most produced show is that crazy that is <laughs> insane i think it's because of the large cast and you mm-hmm. can kind of get away with 
making it a little bigger with adding like if you want you could add more fairy tale creatures just like roaming around um or like having like a town i guess or like a village or whatever Um, well and i wonder also if it's most produced like one of the highest ones is because adults and kids can play all these characters because they're fairy tale mm-hmm. characters or folklore yeah. characters. Yeah. It doesn't really yeah. matter who right. how old people are. Yeah. And again, we talked about this on our 1988 Tony Awards, but it did not win um, best musical. Um Sad. it won I just want to it It did win it the drama desk. Sorry. No, it did not. Um, Sunday in the Park with George won a drama desk. Oh, dang it. <laughs> it but was they were Grammy. For... It had a Grammy. That's what it I was. I think it won a Grammy. Okay, great. It, it was nominated for 10 um, Tony Awards. It won three of them, being the leading actress in a musical, uh, best book of a musical, and a best score. But it did not win best musical. So, again, I think maybe with it being the eighth most produced high school show, um, Phantom of the Opera doesn't have that. So, it's not, like, above <laughs> that. So. <laughs> can you imagine um, a high school production of phantom of the opera because i mean I, there have been in in, no. in richmond i have seen no uh, i remember going i think they've done it like no like old high schools around yeah yeah no. i've seen college productions of phantom yeah but... it's a little bit different yeah yeah oh, um this was the very first show to become a junior show no way. Uh, yes. Isn't oh that hilarious? Gosh. That's amazing. This was the, so they basically, the Into the Woods Jr., um, which we've already referenced on the show uh, in our in our intros, um, it's basically just the first act of the show. It ends with Ever After. And that's Nuh-uh. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. What? Isn't that crazy? I know. <laughs> it's just a happy Ever After. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Um, oh. in, and I just found this while we were recording. In 2019, a similar... This is insane. This is insane. A similar adaptation, Into the Woods Senior, adapted for performances by senior citizens in community centers and nursing homes. <laughs> Into the Woods Senior. That is I want to see that. That I would see. I, I would see I that. Know. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. What? I know. So Incredible. we talked about the movie. There was going to be a movie uh, that was talked around in 1990 um, where they did a reading of this where Cher was the witch. Oh, <laughs> yes. And Robin Williams was the baker. Honestly, that would have been so good. I know. Oh, I'm, kind of, I'm like, no. I want that. Um, but also, hilariously enough, in the in the 2014 movie where Emily Blunt played the baker's wife, um, Contrary to Blunt's character playing a barren uh, baker's wife, she was actually pregnant during the entire, I love that. Like, yeah, the entire crazy. filming of the movie, which was funny. That is funny. Um, and the last thing I want to uh, kind of fun fact I want to end on here is during the time of the original production of the show, people basically were saying that Sondheim and James Lapine were influenced by the writings of the psychologist Bruno um, Bettelham, um, and especially his book called the 1976 book, The Uses of Enchantment, The Meaning and Importance of Fairy Tales. Um, Interesting. 
However, James Lapine denies this. Sondheim also denies it. They say, everybody is, in quotes, everybody assumes we were influenced by Bruno Bettelheim, but if there's any outside influence, it's Carl Jung. James mm. Lapine is interested in Jung. Twelve Dreams is based on a case Jung wrote about. In fact, we spoke about Jungian, an- uh, uh, we spoke to a Jungian analyst about fairy tales. It's about moral responsibility. The responsibility you have in getting your wish not to cheat and step on other people's toes because it Mm. rebounds. The second act is about the consequences of not only the wishes themselves, but the methods by which the characters achieve their wishes, Mm. which are not always proper or and moral. Right. Interesting. Intrigue. So interesting. I love it so much. And of course, being from the mental health world, I was like, oh, I know Carl Jung. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So cool. That's so crazy. Cool. That's so, cool. yeah, that's our discussion today on Yay! Into the Woods. So fun. I love it. Thank um, you, Taylor. What a great yes. deep dive. I hope you lo- enjoyed this this fun uh, romp, romp in the woods. I do. I did enjoy yes. it. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. So this is a segment where Taylor and I will pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, how have we been feeling and what theater character out there has had similar vibes, similar feelings, similar experiences as we this past week? Absolutely. And we would also love to hear from your characters. So comment. Please comment on our social media pages about your character and also about Into the Woods. If you guys have any, you know, tell us your favorite song. Tell us all the things. Um, You may get a shout out on a future episode with your character of the week. Um, Rachel, why don't you start us out this week? Who is your character? Well, my character is inspired by the fact that I feel I'm currently on a self-discovery journey sort of, uh, <laughs> reluctantly, and I... So, Reese Witherspoon from Wild. No. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just about to hike the Pacific North, or Pacific <laughs> Coast Trail. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, so I'm just going on a journey, I think. I've been propelled by other people to think about certain things in my life and decide if I need them or what I'm working towards. You know how it is, just being 26 out here. So there's also this other character who is kind of at first reluctant to go on a journey. She is anxious about the world. She doesn't think that she can be of help. She doesn't feel like she's courageous. She only has certain things to offer. But then she realizes with the help of her two friends that actually what she has to offer is going to save the entire Bikini Bottom. And that is Sandy Cheeks the Squirrel. Sandy! I'm saying uh, brought to you by SpongeBob the musical, Ooh. SpongeBob SquarePants the musical. Um, highly Just recommend. Sponge. Ten out of ten. And 10 she sings the song "Chop to the Top," and I just so I really love it. So good. Yeah. So I am I Sandy it. Cheeks the Squirrel this week. Your next what Halloween about? costume. Honestly, honestly. What about you, Taylor? Who is your character? This well, week? similarly, mine is also an animal. Ah, yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, I've been feeling this week like just a little. It's been kind of a chill week. I feel mm. like I've gotten mm-hmm. even at work, like I've gotten a lot of like relaxing in, which is a little weird. Like oh, it's not been as crazy, and I feel like I'm just like chilling out, being a fun, cool hang. And I feel like that that's this character. So I am Turk from Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Trash in the cam. Yep. Uh, the best song there is from that the entire song, musical. Yeah. Yep, uh, I love that Taylor. I love absolutely. Turk and I love that. Yay. I love Turk too. Yeah. Turk and Sandy <laughs> taking on the world. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, See that spinoff. Oh, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. If you guys would like to join in on our discussion on um, Into the Woods or your character yeah. of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Be careful the spell you cast, not just on children.